Hello and welcome to Dear Franny. I'm your host, Francesca Hoagie. I'm a recovered lawyer turned love and life coach. And this podcast is the place where I talk all things love and true love from dating and relationships to manifesting a life that you love. Thank you for being here. Hello, and welcome to the final episode of 2023. I hope that you are well and that you are safe and that you know that you are loved and that you are taking this opportunity at the end of the year to really be intentional and visioning what you want to have, what you want to experience in 2024. So last week was my year in review episode, and I talked a little bit about that. But just again, as a reminder, you know, to take advantage of this shift in the seasons, this shift in our collective energy as the clock turns, you know, midnight on December 31st, you know, like it or not, there is a huge energetic shift that is happening in the world at that time. And um, it's something that we can take advantage of. We can use that energy and that momentum to get more clarity and more energy and more momentum for ourselves. But going beyond resolutions, because as we know, resolutions don't work. The reason that resolutions don't typically work is because we are kind of lying to ourselves a bit and we are saying, well, even though today I'm not a person who exercises, come January 1st, I will be a person who exercises. And it just doesn't really work that way. We really need to understand that every day that this is your life and every moment this is your life. And stepping into the next phase of anything requires us to grow and to choose to grow and to see that process of growth as a necessary and a good thing. Because I think we just resist that. We just want to somehow stay the same, but have all of these other things in our life change. And it just doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way with anything, um, but it certainly does not work that way with romantic relationships and dating. So I want to give you a little advice today about six dating blocks. These are different attitudes, perspectives on dating that really wind up blocking people from having the love that they're seeking and giving their time and their energy to this search of and going out and meeting people and all of these things. And it just really breaks my heart when I see people give so much energy to dating, but they're just so on the wrong track. Like the blueprint that they're using is really flawed. And it's like, you can just keep going. You can keep following that map and that blueprint, but it's unlikely. I shouldn't say it's not. I'm not in charge of the universe. Anything can happen but it is unlikely to be successful, right? And so I am all about helping you, helping everyone I can to be successful in dating. I spent a long time being unsuccessful in dating, and so I know how frustrating that can be and demoralizing it can be. But I also know as somebody who's been helping people to date better, to get into great relationships, to actually enjoy the process of dating for 10 years now, I can tell you that most of what we struggle with in dating is totally avoidable. So I'm going to walk you through these six things that I really see as dating blocks, and I would love for you to leave them behind in 2023. And I'm also going to give you a heads up that even though I'm telling you what to drop, I'm also giving you an opportunity to fill that gap and fill that with a lot of new knowledge and practices that are going to support you 
in being successful in dating and just living a life full of more love. And I'm launching a six-class series that starts in January. There's two classes per month, so it goes through March. And these classes are all about how to best set you up for your love journey. And particularly at this time that we're in, in our dating culture. So I'll give you a little bit more details about that at the end. But before we get to that, I want to walk you through these six dating blocks that I highly, highly recommend that you leave behind in 2023. So the first one is seeing being single as a failure. So if you see being single as a failure, then that what's going to happen is that first of all, that doesn't feel good, right? And so if it doesn't feel good and it feels disempowering, shaming, demoralizing, it is not helpful in your love journey. So that's just one layer of why being single, seeing yourself as being single as a failure is a problem. You're not setting yourself up to be in the best energetic space, in the best emotional space while you're dating, if that's how you see yourself. It's also going to lead you to be much more focused on being liked versus actually determining, do we like each other? You know, what are we co-creating together? When you are focused on being liked, then you are now kind of filtering your whole self, your energy, what you say, what you do, how you show up. It's all being filtered through this lens of what you think this person wants to see. And that is not a recipe for finding authentic connection with people. And I know that when I say it now, it might sound very obvious, but I do not say any of these to shame, to criticize, to judge you. If I had not felt this way <laughs> at some point, I wouldn't be able to relate to it so much. And I'm just going to tell you these six in a very straightforward way because we don't have any time to waste, right? I'm ready for everyone on this planet to have the love that they want. And so I'm giving this to you straight, but know that my heart understands very much how you can develop these different perspectives on dating. And I'm here to help you to shift that perspective because that's going to be the first step in transforming your love life. Okay. So going back to seeing being single as a failure, you know, there's a lot of historical reasons why singlehood has been sort of maligned and shamed and all of those things. You know, there was a time when, for instance, most women needed to have a husband in order to have someone to provide for them, for their offspring, all of those things. You know, not going to get into a whole history lesson here, but the fact of the matter is, this is a time that we live in now. And now we have the gift of being able to choose partnership. If you want to be single, that is a beautiful thing. And there is no shame in that, whether it's an active choice or whether it's something that you're actively working on, on changing where you are right now, there is no shame in it. And the more that you can really tap into and be honest with yourself about any shame you feel around being single and just know that there's a lot of cultural conditioning and messaging that you've gotten, but look around you. There are a lot of people who are in relationships who are miserable. There are a lot of people who are in relationships that you know, have difficulty loving themselves. You know, you get into a relationship and now everything magically works out, right? Wherever you go, there you are. So the more that you can feel confident and you can feel worthy and where you are in your journey right now, the healthier, the happier, the better your next relationship will be. 
So this is really a sneaky block to see yourself as somehow less than because you happen to be single. Being single is a circumstance and circumstances change and circumstances can change very quickly. So it's really not an identity. It's just a phase of life that you are in right now. And um, you get to choose to be in a different phase if that's what you want, but there's nothing wrong with being single. Okay. (laughs) The second dating block that I want you to leave in 2023 is having a long list of deal breakers that have nothing to do with your actual relationship. The classic example I give of this is I had a friend years ago who had a boyfriend and they were in a very, you know, serious, committed relationship. But there was a lot of challenges in the relationship. You know, he was very emotionally withholding. He wasn't very affectionate. So she had a lot of angst throughout the relationship because she always felt like she was trying to kind of get him to act like her boyfriend. You know, she used to say that, you know, when they went out, she would think that if people just saw them, they could think that they were brother and sister because there was never any affection and all of that because he was very uncomfortable with that publicly. And he also happened to be maybe I think he was an inch shorter than she was, maybe two inches, doesn't matter, a couple inches shorter than she was. And then after the relationship ended, he wound up ending the relationship. And I remember her saying to me, you know, she was so upset and she was like, that's it. I'm never dating anyone shorter than me ever again. And I just remember thinking, all of these challenges in your relationship have nothing to do with how tall this person was, but it's so easy to latch on to these traits or to be very reactive to a particular experience and now say, that's it, I'm never dating another doctor or I'm never dating anybody who has kids or I'm never dating anybody who doesn't have kids or I'm never dating anyone who's divorced. It's really easy to have these long lists of deal breakers that when you actually kind of step back and look at them and say, okay, how much of this is a given for how it's going to impact my future relationship? Because the reality is that even if, let's use the example of having children, I've had clients before who have children and they're single parents and they have said, I only want to date another single parent because they're the only ones who are going to understand what it's like to be a single parent and et cetera. And they might say that despite having multiple experiences of dating other single parents who it didn't make their lives any easier they weren't any more understanding you know it didn't make them any more compatible as a couple you know sometimes people still cling to this idea of like this is the kind of person i need to be with i would really encourage you as 2023 is ending to just look at what are those things on the list that you've been so attached to or you put on your list as a deal breaker or a must have that's in response to a past relationship. But just because it was that way in a past relationship doesn't mean it's gonna be that way in a future relationship, right? Just because you dated one person who was shorter than you, who was emotionally withholding, doesn't mean that you're going to be more satisfied in a relationship if someone's taller than you. Those two things are totally disconnected. So this becomes such a love block. And I understand why there's this need for certainty because you feel like, okay, I can just crack the code. And if I can just know all of the red flags and all of the green flags, then I'll be safe. Then I'll be happy. Then I'll be loved. And I really want you to have more faith in yourself than that and have more kindness towards yourself on this journey, this life journey. You know, this love journey is lifelong, right? So your love journey, your life journey, they're one in the same. And the more that you can be kind to yourself, be patient to yourself, 
to make sure that you are acting in alignment with your worthiness because you are worthy of having love. You are worthy of having, you know, great connected relationships. That makes all of these things easier, right? It makes it easier to navigate. Then when you're meeting people, you're able to actually focus on, well, what are the dynamics between us, right? I know I'm like a broken record with this, but this is so, so, so important. So let's leave those long lists of deal breakers that have nothing to do with the relationship. Because usually, by the way, the person who has the longest list, things like respect, kindness, emotional availability, commitment, joy, a lot of those things are not on the list, right? And it's just a bunch of things, easily observable traits, and those can be very misleading. The third thing that I really want you to leave behind in 2023, if you've been listening to this podcast, or you've been following me, you know me, you know that I'm always beating this drum. But if you do not know how to meet people off of a dating app, it is time for you to figure it out, okay? It is time for you to take control of your love life back from dating apps. Dating apps are a great tool. There's a way to use them where they'll be far more effective than they are for most people because most people use them terribly. However, if that is the only way that you are able to connect with people to date, you are limiting yourself to such a tiny sliver of possibility. And the point is not that you need to have more and more and more options. The point is that I really want for you to be so aligned with the energy of love and your intention for a romantic partnership is so clear and your heart and so strong within you that you understand that every time you leave the house, you have the potential to meet someone special and that you can just open yourself up to this whole wide world of possibility and serendipity and not think that you've got to be swiping on an app in order to meet someone. So this takes a big mindset shift. You know, I have an episode on the meet cute mindset. Please check it out. The meet cute mindset is part of this one class in the six class series that I'm teaching in the new year because it's super duper important. I never want anyone to be solely dependent on a dating app. This is going to trigger for a lot of people, fear of rejection, discomfort with flirting, you know, all sorts of things that you need to face those things because facing those things is what's going to get you to the next level in your love life. Okay. So like I said before, you can't stay the exact same and expect all these different results on the outside. It's time for you to push yourself to shift and to grow and to expand. And please do not be solely dependent on dating apps in 2024. Okay. So the fourth thing is that you don't know how to flirt effectively. So this is related to dating apps because if you know how to flirt, then obviously your chances of meeting people off of dating apps go up exponentially. But also some people, I and I've worked with a lot of people who are like, oh, I'm a great flirt. But when we talk about their dating pattern, it's like, well, you might be good at making an instant connection with someone, or you might be good at being very playful or very overt in your flirtation. However, it's not translating into what you want in a long-term relationship. It's not translating beyond, you know, that casual hookup or, you know, that fun little passionate love affair, but now you're moving on. So it's not just about knowing how to flirt, but it's also knowing how to flirt effectively given your love goals. Because there was a time in my life where when I was teaching myself how to date and I was teaching myself how to flirt, I just needed to flirt with as many people as possible because I needed to get comfortable doing that. I needed to like face this fear and see that this was something that I could do. So at that time, 
it was the effectiveness was not about I need to create this deep connection and save. I was like, I just need to learn how to flirt, right? So being more playful and maybe being more overt at times, that was more appropriate for what I was seeking at that time. But then as I moved along in my journey and I got comfortable flirting and I realized, oh, I can have these fun, you know, passionate encounters and I can have this. It was still what I needed at that time to have that experience. But then it's like, okay, well, I'm really good at like creating that instant connection, but the connections that I'm creating are not lasting. So it's time for me to start to show up differently. So again, there's a whole flirting class in my true love class series um, next year. It's starting in January because this is so, so, so important. So whether you take my class, whether you listen to episodes that I've done about flirting, whether you learn how to flirt effectively from someone else, whether you just start experimenting on your own, which is what I did and how I taught myself how to flirt, please do something (laughs) because flirting is a foundational love skill. It is so important and it's not just important for meeting people. It's not just important for those early days of dating. It's also important for the length of your relationship. The essence of flirting is taking actions, saying words to make another person feel seen, special, and acknowledged. That's the foundation of it. And if you are in a long-term relationship and your partner never feels seen or special or acknowledged, I promise you your relationship is not going to be a very happy one, right? And if you aren't able to receive that from someone else, that relationship is not going to be a very happy one. So flirting might seem like this superficial thing, but it is so deep and it is so important. And, you know, I'm always beating this drum of flirting. Okay, so let me go quickly here. Let me try to not keep you here all day. So the next thing is you are more focused on the obstacles you see to having the love you want than you are to actually putting love first in your dating. So this is a really, really foundational block that I'd say that we have culturally around dating, which is we just see dating as this like horrible, annoying thing that you just have to like soldier through and get through and get to the relationship so you can finally get, you know, there's that line in When Harry Met Sally, when two best friends fall in love with each other and Carrie Fisher character, she looks at Bruno Kirby, the Bruno Kirby character, and she says, after Harry and Sally have a fight and kind of storm out and she she looks at him and she says, please tell me I'll never have to be out there again. (laughs) And he says, you'll never have to be out there again, right? Like this whole idea of like, please tell me I never have to date again. I never have to go through that again. Listen, I get it. I overstand, right? I know I have fond memories of dating, but I'm also not like, oh, I wish I could get out there again. No, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good right now. But I definitely... This is a really important thing because there are so many circumstances in the world that make dating right now especially feel impossible. And the more that you kind of dwell on those things and you commiserate with people over those things and you focus over those things and you see those things as obstacles, like whether it's, oh, feeling that, you know, no one wants serious relationships or, you know, you're always getting ghosted or everyone you like doesn't like you or everyone that likes you, you don't like, or just people have such short attention spans, maybe even getting off an an app and getting on to a date is something that you're not able to do or not able to do very often. There's lots of different challenges, you know, your age, your demographics, your location, there's all sorts of things. But 
love is greater than those obstacles. And the more that you center love in your dating journey, the less you feel the fear of all of those circumstances really taking over. And I'll give you one quick example of this. So when I was single and I was dating back in the day, there was a book that came out by the founder of OkCupid. His name is Christian Rudder and the book is called Dataclism. Is that what it's called? Oh my gosh, I'm blanking on the name of the book. But the book was this expose of all of this data that he had collected from not only OkCupid, but from Match and a bunch of big dating websites at the time. And it was showing how we really behaved online, right? So what people were actually doing online, who they were actually clicking on, who they were actually messaging. And there was a clear hierarchy in terms of messaging frequency and all of that. And it was all based on race and gender. So white women were at the top of the hierarchy, then white men, then on and on and on, you know, Asian, Latino. And then at the very bottom is black women, right? Asian men, second to the bottom, and then black women at the bottom. And there was a lot of press around this and there continues to be. And I hear this all the time from black women, like, well, you know, I'm a black woman and, you know, nobody wants to date me and da, da, da. And I, again, I'm a black woman too, right? Like I understand, but I also know that when I was online and all of that first came out and there was all this press, I was like, I don't believe in a world where because I'm a black woman, I don't get to have love. I'm not co-signing that reality. And so I wasn't that I was ignoring the data that said that black women got fewer messages or fewer likes or fewer replies to their messages or what have you. I mean, I wasn't disputing the data, but I was disputing that that data was going to be relevant to me because I made a choice to transcend that. I was like, why would I now decide that I'm going to have this difficult time finding love or finding anybody who wants to date me because I'm a black woman? I don't have to take that on. And I didn't. And so I was like, if somebody doesn't want to date me because I'm black, then please don't date me. That's not a problem for me. <laughs> I don't want to date you either, right? Let me focus on the people who do want to date me. Let me focus on the people that I am excited about, right? Let me focus on staying open to what I want and not letting what I don't want become more important and more dominant in how I'm approaching dating. So this is a really, really big thing. And I know not everybody listening to this as a black woman, but whatever that is for you, whatever that story is for you that you think that, well, because of X, it's going to be harder for me, or it is harder for me, or, you know, look at the statistics or look at this pattern, just let it all go. Just let it all go. And just ask yourself, like, what if that actually doesn't apply to me? And especially those of you who have faith, you have faith in God, universe, something bigger that you think that life is not totally random. Do you think that that entity, that life force has created a world where because you're over a certain age or you have a certain set of life circumstances or your skin is a certain color that you don't get to have love. I don't believe that. And I hope you don't either. And I have seen it time and time again in my work, people who have all sorts of obstacles, 
right? All sorts of circumstances that most people will look at and be like, oh yeah, you're going to have a really hard time. And they didn't, or they didn't until they they might've had a hard time, but then they didn't anymore, (laughs) right? It got a lot easier because that's what I do. I help it to get easier for people, but I'm only helping you to see that there is so much more possibility beyond the limitations that the world will put on you. And please, please, in 2024, I please, if you take nothing else from this, please approach dating from a place of possibility where you're actually centering love. You're choosing love over fear. You're embracing the journey. And most importantly, you're really investing in your relationship with yourself. So you are giving yourself the time. You are giving yourself the kindness. You are checking in with yourself. You're seeing how you feel because what feels good to you, like that core of you, that unshakable core of who you are, that is your master key to happiness in life. That's your master key to more love. That's your master key to manifesting incredible things, manifesting miracles, transcending all circumstances is truly knowing yourself, being yourself and loving yourself. I know that sounds really, it might sound overly simple, but I've had to spend so many years of working on myself, working with other people for me to really see it actually is that simple. Know yourself, be yourself, love yourself, and your life will transform. It is not the easiest thing to do, but you can do it and it is the most important thing you can do. Okay, so I hope that this has been helpful. And again, before I wrap it up, I want to encourage you to visit dearfranny.com, dearfranny.com. You can also check out the show notes, you can check out my social media. I'm also at Dear Franny all the places, Instagram at Dear Franny, at Dear Franny podcast, because my sixth class series is launching and classes start in January. They run through March and we are going to cover everything from centering love in your life a very, in a very holistic way. So it's not so much this focus of romantic love on a pedestal and you know that's where you're putting all of your energy regarding love, but to really understand that your primary relationship with yourself is the most important thing. And if you start focusing on that, you see all these other opportunities to be more loving in your life. So that's what we're going to start out with for our first class, because that's the foundation I really, really want you to take with you in to 2024 and beyond. And then we're going to get into the cute mindset. That's class number two. So that is all about meeting people organically. I am not covering any dating apps in this series because I feel like, you know, everybody kind of needs a break from those dating apps. I have other things to support you, other resources to support in dating apps, but I really want to focus on empowering you to transcend. So the Meet Cute Mindset is all about how to get into that mindset and how to start living your life in a way where you are starting to make connections organically. And then in February, we're going to talk about flirting, of course. So class number three, it's called Ready, Set, Swoon. And this is all about you getting to the core of your authentic and most effective flirting style and knowing how to go out in the world and starting to practice that. And then we're going to talk about dating and no bad dates, which some of you have heard me talk about before. 
This is a philosophy. This is an approach. This is a, it's really a five-part strategy to picking great dates and dating in a way that feels really good for you. And the better it feels for you, the more successful it's going to be. And then in March, we're going to talk about how to not waste your time with unavailable and incompatible people. And so class number five is ready, able, willing, and that is a three-part framework that I teach, raw dating. So we're going to go through all of that. And then last but not least, we're having a class about my favorite topic, which is manifestation. So it's going to be about how to manifest love or anything else, because the way that you manifest one thing is the way you manifest everything. That's the truth. But doesn't always feel that way, but that's what we're going to cover in class number six. So each class is going to happen live on Zoom. There's going to be a downloadable worksheet that goes with each class, and you are going to have access to the recordings until October. So classes end in March, but you'll have access to all of the class materials through October. If you want to go back and revisit, I would absolutely love to have you. And there will be at the end, we'll get a chance to ask me your questions directly. And then last but not least, there is actually a seventh bonus class. And this class is for students of How to Date with Intention, which is my 21-day text course, which is still on sale. It's 50% off, so it's $99 right now. And when you buy the text course, How to Date with Intention, you get a bonus class, which is an overview and a Q&A that's just for these students of that class. So there is the sixth class series, and that starts in January, runs through March. And until December 31st, it is $250 to join for all six classes. That goes up to $300 January 1st. So lock it in now. I would love to have you. If you have any questions, reach out to me. But let's start you out in 2024 on a really, really, really strong foundation of love and dating skills and optimism and just more holistic happiness in your life because there is zero downside to you being happier and having more love. Okay, that's it for now. Visit dearfranny.com to learn more about the series. And thank you so much, listener, as always for listening, for supporting the podcast, for being patient with me. I so, so appreciate you. Happy, happy, happy new year. I'm wishing you an amazing 2024. And one last quick announcement is that in 2024, for the next season of Dear Franny, I'm going to be answering your questions. So if you have any questions for me related to dating, relationships, general happiness, send me your questions. Find me on the Instagrams. You can go to the links in any of my bios. I'll also put a link in the show notes to a form where you can submit your question and I might answer it on a future episode of Dear Franny. So thank you again for listening. Have a beautiful holiday season. Have a beautiful day wherever you are in the world. Please stay safe. Know that you are loved. Know that you are worthy. And I will talk to you next year. All right. Bye-bye.